Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. The entrepreneurial mindset is made up of a diverse array of essential aspects. We can talk about the patience and resilience that are necessary in order to overcome the unavoidable roadblocks that will surely arise when one chooses to go after their dream, or the importance of never losing sight of one's vision while toiling away and trying to fit the right pieces together in order to make said dream a reality. These details certainly did not escape my next guest, Jeff Pollicard, whose story I'm thrilled to share with you today on the program. Born and raised in Haiti, Jeff grew up in a traditional household with the added blessing of an emphasis on music, given that Jeff's father is an iconic jazz pianist and composer. With a definite passion to create, Jeff eventually emigrated to the U.S. to further his education and eventually earn his degree. By the merit of his own incredible efforts and despite some difficult circumstances, Jeff is currently the CEO of Cool Ideas Marketing, a dynamic and energetic marketing firm aimed at providing their clients with the most innovative ideas and concepts to help their company reach its goals and beyond. Jeff is also a dedicated husband and father, a role that he takes tremendous pride in and, by his own words, continues to fuel his daily efforts. On this heartwarming and fun exchange, we get to hear Jeff's incredible journey as well as the many chapters and lessons that spawn from it, from stepping out from under our parents' shadow to the resourcefulness that one has to develop when building a company from scratch, staying true to oneself, always putting in the work, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 131 with Jeff Pollicard. Here we go. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you uh, for your courtesy and inviting me into your last episode on your podcast, Jeff, because again, you know, podcasting is a community, but ever since the fact that we connected over LinkedIn, and even though, you know, with the entire familiarity of growing up in Haiti, and even though we both went to San Luis and we probably crossed path at some point, because Haiti is such a small country, it's really possible we just crossed each other at some point. But you know what? Life happens. <laughs> and then you know what you meet somebody a like-minded person who reaches out and has the courtesy to invite you hey you know it would be really nice if you're on your podcast you'd be on my podcast and everything like you know what i i really don't mind because you know this has shown me this entire journey has shown me how it's important to open yourself up to universe and opportunities and conversations and when you meet like-minded people as i like to tell everybody who's listening to us it's ne- you should not just be centered on your navel enough and just close yourself off to people who might not be in the same industry as you who might not be in the same country as you who might not be in your same network but still at some point we're all human beings and we understand each other for this passion that pushes us forward along our journeys and when jeff and i connected automatically there was something there which allowed us to actually push forward. And, you know, when, we, when I was on your podcast, really, I have to say, I've been on a few podcasts, but I had a lot of fun. I really did have a lot of fun. And I meant it when we logged off. And I told you, like, you know what? You've got something here. You're, pushing, you're putting yourself out there. And I really believe that you're, you're, you're really knocking yourself, you know, too much and really, you know, underplaying the fact that you're doing a terrific job. And I enjoy the fact that you're putting yourself out there. It's a terrific thing. First of all, so first of all, I want to say thank you and congratulations on still push, putting the work and pushing it forward. And it's that in that same courtesy and that same mindset that I want to welcome you to the Awaken the Awesome podcast, man. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. Man, thank you so much. Um, 
I, and, and it's funny you say that because I thought the exact same thing, even the way we got into uh, um, communication started with uh, the LinkedIn uh, message. And, and I think you're definitely right. Also, we, we went to the same high school, so I'm pretty sure we did cross path at a, at, at a certain point. And yeah, man, I had a lot of fun, you know, having you on my podcast too, man. And to be honest with you, I know you say, man, hey, come on, man stop with all the praises and everything but literally man like uh it changed my entire perspective as to how i could approach this and it gave me the confidence that i needed in order to push forward and i know you say that you know i i kind of I, i i'm too hard on myself but that's just how i am because of my marketing background too it's almost like every time i put something out because of what i may I'm, i do for my clients and i'm always trying to get as much perfection as possible in into my uh, marketing that I see my podcast as the same way, but I do understand also it's a work in progress. You know, I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm only on episode nine that's coming out on Wednesday, you know, so it's going to take me time to really understand how this thing works and make the mistakes that I'm supposed to make in the beginning, like you told me too, and, and just embrace those mistakes and get better and then document the process. And that's what I'm trying to do. Not only documenting the process, but also being able to share that process with an audience. And hopefully they see how I got from like, you know, zero listeners to millions of listeners, which is the ultimate goal. There you go. There you go. You need to have a vision and, you know, just stay true to that vision. Stay committed. And I see nothing but great things for you, man. And you know what? Just starting off the conversation, as randomly as it is, really, because, you know, I don't like to, you know, research too much into my guests because that allows me to have, you know, the curious mind that I do, you know. But one thing really hit me when you talked about, you know, because on your on your website and like, you know, in the short interview you also gave on LinkedIn, which was really cool. You talked about, you know, just growing up in a musical household and from the fact that I know that your father is kind of a living legend, you know, so. Just for, you know, for the people who don't know, like you cannot go around uh, the historical timeline of Haitian music without referencing Jeff's dad. I'm curious, growing up into that household, obviously f that fed, you know, your musical passion, because you've been very open about the fact that, you know, passion like music was a passion of yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But still having that traditional background, when you have to leave home and go to college and your father tells you like, you know what? Yeah. Go for music, but do something <laughs> serious. What was that conversation like? Man, it's funny you say that again, because I had a conversation about that a little while ago because we have a, well, a friend of my dad's actually is a drummer and his son is apparently 10 times as great as his dad. And obviously I think at least to me, I would love it if my son you know, became, you know, 10 times the man I am in everything that I do. I think that's the ultimate goal for any parent, really. And for me to hear that and knowing how good his dad is still and touring with, you know, big names in the industry. Um, I think I can't even remember the, the artist, but almost at any top singer you can imagine he was touring with. So his son went to the University of Berkeley in, in Boston to, to, to pursue his musical career and, 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 and dreams. And that's the conversation that I had with my dad, at least as, as far as I can remember, that I wanted to go to Berkeley myself, you know, and, and pursue my music career. And 
because he was the one paying for my, my college education, like, nah, not really. I think you should probably do something else. Like you said, like a, uh, um, a better plan or plan B or, or, or something more serious. Like, hey, I think that's what you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, more serious. I'm like, nothing is more serious than my music because I'm in my mind. I was like, already I was an album um, out uh, of my professional music quote-unquote professional music career because our first album came out when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit further, actually. This album came out. Actually, I, I had a sign. I had a, um, uh, a two-album deal with a prominent Haitian producer at the time. And the reason why we got this deal is because of my dad. You know, I, don't, I remember that first meeting. It was at my dad's office. Uh, and he was asking me the titles of the tracks of the album, the first album, just so he has an idea of what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. I literally made up half of the album during the meeting. Oh, wow. Um, I had a few tracks that were already out. Well, one track that was out, a few tracks that were already written, but most of them, I just literally made them up. And then I was forced to use those titles to, <laughs> you know, to actually record the album. Oh, but wow. I knew that at the time that he gave us that opportunity um, because of my dad. It was not because of us. He had never even heard us that much. He was just like, listen, your guy, you, both me and my brother, the sons of, 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 of Reginald Polico, I'm going to give you guys a two-album deal, blah, blah, blah. And then we signed and then we did it, you know? And so if, in my opinion, I mean, not in my opinion, but in my view at that time, I was like, well, you know what? You know, I'm going to continue doing this and I'm going to get better, go to college and, you know, learn music uh, and, and come back and then, you know, explode as a musician. You know, but I have to thank my dad for that decision because it's very hard for a musician to make a good living uh, from music. It's very, very tough, you know, and that, not only that, but especially in Haiti, you know, and also the lifestyle, you know, traveling a lot, all that stuff are things at the time when I was young, I was like, man, I embrace that now. I don't really see myself, you know, being away from my family for that long. Mm. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make, literally. And I think in you, um, one of your last podcasts I was listening to today, he said the same thing about, you know, he was trying to justify his trips. And he was like, man, is it really about my family when I'm always traveling all the time? And, and yeah, it's good money. But that's, that's kind of like what my mindset is now. So I thank him for that, for giving me the opportunity to be, you know, more on the marketing side, which still allows me to explore my creative side almost as much actually because I do jingles for my clients. I do videos for my clients. I, I you know, write copy. I, I uh-huh. design strategies. So I mean, I'm, I'm still able to use my music. <laughs> and what does that say about, you know, because my question was twofold. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you because uh, what, what, what's it like? Did you ever feel, obviously, because this is a low-hanging fruit question, did you ever feel the pressure, you know, when you were still on that musical journey to have to, you know, outdo, you know, your father's legacy? Or did you feel the comfort to grow into your own? Did you ever feel that? Yeah, so that was the part that I didn't answer. But look, for me, it's like, I feel like I'm always living in my dad's shadow. So I'm always going to be Reginald's son. I'm, I'm like, I'm 40 year old, years old now, and I don't think I'm going to, you know, do anything in music right now that's going to outdo my dad, right? Because the level of music that he's able to put out is extremely high, you know, and if you apply the 10,000 hour concept, you know, to getting at that level, 
you know, I would literally have to be playing piano and singing for eight hours a day for the next five years. And that's not going to happen. I know that, you know, I would love it to happen if I'm able to maybe in my fifties and sixties, if I make as much money as I think, you know, as I hope that I'm going to make, mm-hmm. then maybe I can afford to, you know, play and sing all day long and, and maybe improve my skills. But then again, at that age is very hard for you to get better at almost anything. So I don't think I'm ever, I know I'm never going to get as good as my dad musically uh, in terms of the level and the quality of music and his genius in, 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 in composing and arranging music. Um, he's been doing it all his life too, you know, and he's getting better himself. So I can't pretend to start now and, and to, you know, eclipse what he's, what he's done. Now, my dream, you know, in order for me to maybe get out of, the, of, of that shadow is to reach further in a way, in the sense of maybe if there's the message of the music or it might be the, the crowds that I bring in because it's more popular music and also using the platform, uh, the music platform to do greater things. Um, and if I'm able to do that, then I feel like at least myself, I'll be able to get out of, of his shadow. But the pressure was always there. I, I've had friends of mine call me, said, like literally, and I appreciated that. He called me about 10, I, mean, I think about 10, 15 years ago. He said, Jeff, you know what, man? You're, you're, you know, you're, you're an you're, idiot. Uh, yeah, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I was like, why? It's like, I was just listening to your dad's last album. You're an idiot, man. You have this guy in the same household as you. And then you're, you can't play like, you know, even like one, you can't even live up to 1% of what he's doing and stuff. And I laughed. I'm like, you're right. You know, I'm not going to pretend that I am able to do whatever it is that he's able to do. But you see it differently from the, uh, from the outside. But my relationship with my dad has been also very difficult, you know, because of a lot of reasons. So he never really taught me how to play, never really had the patience to teach me. And because, of, and also he, he didn't want me to play the music that I wanted to play, which at the time, there's, I mean, I'm a teenager. What am I going to play? I'm not going to play, you know, uh, a Bill Evans, you know, mm-hmm. just because he did, but he's, he's the exception. The rule says that I'm going to play T-Vice. I'm going to play Cadence. You know, I'm going to play, you know, Your own influences for sure. Yeah, exactly. That I was, you know, but uh, he, he didn't want me to play that. I understand now, but I think there's a way to, to communicate with your kid so that you say, okay, listen, you can play that, but let's play this. You know, let me teach you that. And then you, you'll get 10 times better at this by learning that, you know? Apply so, your own flavor. And what does that I, say about, you know, the, you obviously at some point right now you have, you know, the, the maturity and obviously, obviously the hindsight, you know, to look at, you know, the good and the lesser of uh, the dynamic between you and your father. But what does that say in regards to, um, may I call it the naive K of youth, you know, Hey, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go study <laughs> super rock star. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. Plan B, who needs a plan B? You know, it's like, I'm all in. <laughs> But now that you have the knowledge that you do with the with the with the track record that you have and having pivoted, you know, not basically turned your back on music, but having pivoted, do you believe that, you know, those roadblocks was necessary? Like, you know, what what's that? What was that? You know, that um, that journey of acceptance like for you, you know, having to acknowledge because you were very open about it in your interview as well. Like, you know, the acceptance of saying, like, you know what? maybe I'm not as good as I thought I am. You know, maybe I should just like, you know, put my energy into something I'm genuinely passionate about because we're going to get to the marketing in a second. But what was that process like for you? 
Man, that's a beautiful question. I, I, I've never been asked this question before. I think, I think um, it, the, the saying that goes like, um, if, I think it goes like, uh, if, if the old could and if the youth knew uh, applies to this situation mm-hmm. tenfold because, yeah, at the time I was like, man, I can do this. Like I can just go, to, oh, I don't need plan B. I'm going to be a rock star. I really literally thought I was going to be the biggest, you know, the, the most famous musician off of talent alone. That's, that was my biggest mistake. Yes, I, I think I'm still talented. And when I was a kid, I, I was very talented. Uh, I was very advanced for my age. I used to do things when I was younger that a lot of my peers that I'm better than me now used to look up to me. Uh, um, so I'm like, man, the, my biggest mistake, if I, if, I, if I could call it a regret, is not working hard enough and taking my talent for granted. So that's, that's where I'm like, man, if I could change anything and, 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 and look back from, from, from today and, and how I was as a, as a youngster, you know, playing music and being blessed by not only the talents that I had, but also the environment that I had because the talent came from my ears, you know, listening because it, it, that's what really forms your musical talent and, and your ability to create is what comes in through these ears. So I make sure that my kids are not listening, nothing against rap music or compa. You know, I love uh, listening to these, to these uh, types of music, you know, especially while entertaining and stuff. Right. But mm-hmm. like on the daily you know, if I'm listening to music while I'm cooking in the morning on a Sunday or whatever, or even if I'm, you know, relaxing in the backyard, it would be something that's a little bit more advanced, a little bit more creative in the melodies, in the words, in the arrangements. Because even if the kids don't like it and they don't understand it, I know for a fact, because that's what happened to me, when you get older, it will enhance your ability to be creative. And also, um, studies actually have shown that it actually increases your your intelligence and improves Mm -hmm. your intelligence you know so that's what i had when i was growing up and i took it for granted i just didn't put in the hours and that's why my friend called me and like jeff you're an idiot and he was right i'm like i should have put in regardless of my relationship with my dad i should have put in the hours you know and and then you know i might have been now today probably a a professional musician and arranger or whatever who knows who knows Who knows? It's not about regret. It's about, you know, taking in the wisdom and taking in, you know, all the lessons. That's important because, you know, it's important to, you know, embrace the journey and embrace mm-hmm. our chapters no matter how difficult, you know. And I don't, exactly. see, I don't think you should be looking back at it, you know, with resentment and everything. But I heard, but I do hear, uh, you know, this curiosity. And there will always be what ifs. There will always be what ifs, you know, because I see, you know, just my own personal two cents. I see life as like that scene in uh, the matrix where you have a long hallway full of doors, you know, and <laughs> you know, they're unlocked and you have to choose the fact that, you know, you're going to walk through this door and one is going to close and you have to walk wherever that, that path leads you. And every one of those doors is a choice, you know, and at some point we also, and also every one of those doors is a consequence. And you know what, we have to accept every choice that we make and the consequences that come forth. And you know what? And I applaud you because right now I'm hearing somebody with a lot of foresight, a lot of hindsight and a lot of maturity. And I applaud you for that because a lot of people would just fall into their ego. Just like, yeah, I, I could have been, I could have been. No, no, no. I hear somebody who truly and honestly accepts the fact that, okay, this was my journey. 
And this is how it happened because you're not going to sit. I'm not hearing somebody here saying like, you know, oh, how did this happen? No, it happened because I didn't put in the work. It happened because I didn't put in the work. I didn't put in the time. I didn't put in, you know, the, the dedication. And you know what? This is the consequence. And you're not in a bad chapter. It's just part of your journey. And you know what? It's something you should be proud of. Seriously. I celebrate you, for, you. The, for, for, for being so open about it. Um, Thanks. Um, I've gotten to, to know you just a little bit, you know, for all interactions on the WhatsApps. And I'm sorry, I'm just like, so, so when I get on WhatsApp, I get so intense. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so but we've gotten to know each other. Hold on, some, let, let yeah. me interrupt you one second. You said only when you get on WhatsApp, you get intense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's part of my shtick. You know, that's the good thing. At least people know for a fact that I am both, you know, both online and offline. I'm just who I am. But that's you know, it, it can be too intense for some people. But you know, you're not on the same level and the same frequency, and I appreciate you for that. But sure. one thing that really that really touches me, and I, I've told you this, I'm a very big uh, advocate, you know, for fatherhood and for men and the role of the men within the within the family. And you know, even mm-hmm. though we grow up in a very uh, macho society, uh, I don't negate the fact that the father has a really big place uh, in the family circle. And when I read about the fact that you know your son was born five months into you start you starting your business. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, because I remember at some point I had lost my job. And, you know, fortunately, I, I did have a couple of weeks off, uh, you know, with, with Canada pensions and stuff. And, you know, I had a few weeks of maternity leave. But I know at some point, you know, something was going to come around. But I'm just mm-hmm. picturing myself in your shoes, five months in, new baby, and you're taking sales calls, you're taking business calls while the baby's crying. That must yep. not have been fun. Walk us through that, man. And how did you, how did you manage? How, how, how did you see the next day? What was the guiding motivation? Walk us through that. Well, it's, it's, it, it was, uh, well, 2014 was, it was a very, very special year. Obviously my son was born and I got engaged and I also got laid off um, midway through the year. And I had already received the news from my wife that, you know, we're expecting and, and uh, I was going to be a dad in December. And so it came in in a very, um, I'm going to call it great moment because because of that, now I'm where I'm at. But at the time, it was kind of a, you know, a, 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 not, a, not the perfect moment, you know. So that was my, a stable job. Not, not my dream job, any, not even close. But I, I, I thought at the time that I would be able to grow. Um, but the business, you know, in itself did not, did not really take off as they had predicted. And I had an idea from the back of my mind from since day one, I'm like, man, this is going to be so difficult, you know, but you know, obviously we pushed and we did what we could. But anyway, so when I got the news that, you know, that my son was going to be born and uh, it was midway through the year, July, I started July 16th, actually, we just celebrated a six year anniversary. So because of, because of that, I'm like, man, so I'm going to be at home. My wife had a you know good job. I'm like, um, she had to go back to work. Those three weeks she had to go back. Well, actually, no, I'll take it back. Three weeks she had to work from home and then two weeks working from home. So five weeks total, she's back at the office. So me, I'm home uh, with my son um, and just with a new business. So what I had to do was, yeah, make sales calls while he was sleeping, make sales calls. Sometimes he, was, he would wake up in the middle of a sales call and I had to close the door and be outside on the balcony um, uh, I used to live downtown back then. And even the balcony was loud because when you go on the balcony, you hear the, 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 the street noise. So it was very, and people were asking me, are you okay? Can you talk? I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's the only choice I have. And actually I started opening, opening up also to the fact that 
listen, this is my situation. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I just started my business, and I'm talking to you right now, trying to obviously offer my services. So this is the, this is the situation, right? So some people embraced that. Some people, you know, respected that and, and enjoyed it. So uh, in some cases, you know, uh, they, I think it worked in my favor. So I try to spin it in a way, just like I do today, actually. It's like a full circle because now my kids are at home with me and I'm working from home. And I'm like, okay, well, the same situation here. You're going to hear kids. You're going to, you know. So, but the challenge was there. But I think overall, um, I, I, I embraced the moment because I got to spend time with my son. I got to feed him, bathe him, change him. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was breastfeed him. And I used to joke around with my wife. That's the only thing I couldn't do, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm happy I was able to do that. I got me so much closer to my son and people underestimate the first year of a child's life. You know, the contact sleeping on your chest, putting your hand on the, on, on his back, caressing his head, his feet, his hands, feeding him, bathing him. Though they can't remember those moments, but they are, they are, uh, I can't find the word, but I guess recorded or encrypted into their in. minds. It's locked, it's locked in, in for, forever. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm super, super grateful for those, I guess, quote unquote, tough times back in the day, because I think that's the reason why I'm the dad that I am today. So it's a powerful thing because you know what? what does it teach us about being resourceful? You talked about being vulnerable with your clients. You talk about, you know what, we got to make it happen. So you're not somebody who, who deals with excuses very well, are you? No, I, 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 I kind of internalize, I internalize my excuses and that's the truth. So, but I, I'm conscious of it and, and I try the best that I can to, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's a million excuses, but that should not stop you. You know, and I convince myself because I think when, when, once you internalize things, it kind of makes, it kind of weighs, weighs heavier, you know. So I, I'm able to express um, the fact that, you know, there are no, no excuses, even though deep inside, I kind of like forgive myself. So I'm like in, 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 in between, you know, but I do know for a fact that I have to take responsibility you know, and I have to accept the fact that if I had done this, you know, regardless of the challenges that were in front of me, if I had done this better, then I would not have been in this situation, you know, regardless, you know, but I still keep a little bit of, you know, <laughs> excuse on the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're human. We're human. Hey, I totally exactly. You. I totally get exactly. you. you know, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's just like, you know, getting up and going for that run or just like getting the kids dressed. Sometimes you're not in it. You're not mm -hmm. in it. And you know what? It's important. It's important because a lot of people try to put that best foot forward type of image and without thinking that, you know what, the journey is going to be filled with roadblocks, is going to be filled with, you know, just questionings. And I was wondering, mm -hmm. you know, even up to this point with your experience, because, you know, right now you've gotten to your groove and, you know, as you say, you know, we're still shooting for that million dollar account, which I really, 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 I'm putting all the energy in the universe towards you because I want to see people win. And Thank what you. keeps you fueled? What keeps you driving? Because again, the grind for you is probably every day. The grind is every day, man. It's, um, you know, it, because the thing is with what I do, I don't have, I have my schedule during the week, but during the weekends, it's when I do a lot of my creative work because I don't have the pressures of, you know, phone calls and appointments and emails. So I'm more relaxed and I'm 
I enjoy it. Actually, people ask me all the time, why are you always, because I actually enjoy it. I enjoy like the creative work, putting together a campaign and, and, and designing stuff. I'm not a designer per se, but I like to put concepts together and ideas together. And that's why I called the company Cool Ideas Marketing because it's great it's, name, by the way. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. So I wanted to share some of those ideas that I constantly have. I write them down. I have a million business ideas, all, you know, and, and that's what my clients like about me. So that those things come during the weekend, most of the time. So it forces me to almost work seven days a week, but having to balance your life in a way where even if on a Friday night, you have to do something like this, but to me it's, it's, it's entertainment. I still enjoy it. Um, it's just having the balance so that I can spend quality time with my wife spend quality time with my kids, with my family. And I guess the few friends that I have here also, my, I'm, I'm mostly friends with my family. Uh, I'm talking about not only my, my immediate family, obviously, but also, you know, my cousins that are, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to, to live like right in the middle of, you know, uh, uh, people that I really care about mm-hmm. and that care about me. So they're my closest friends. And we, we don't, it's almost, you know, that, that saying where, you know, we're our family by, by, uh, by chance, but, but friends, friends by, I can't remember the, the saying friends by choice, mm-hmm. you know, family by chance and friends by choice. So I'm, I'm blessed to have those people around me and that's my, my, my entertainment. So the grind is there, but at the same time it's just for you to create enough balance so that one day, two days, or sometimes even in the middle of the week, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. I'm going to just hang out and just play with the kids. That doesn't happen a lot, but uh, once in a once in a while it does, and I'm 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 working today so that in two years, three years, five years down the road, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna want to do all these things anymore. I'm gonna be spending a lot more time with my family, which is the goal. You know, that's, that's part the of the goal. grind. That's the goal. That's the goal because eventually, you know, you make the necessary sacrifices, and people need to stop being afraid of that word sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, towards okay, our greater goal. You know, suffer now. Yes, I'm using the word suffering because it's not a taboo. Because you're gonna mm-hmm. have to suffer. You're gonna have to make sacrifices for the mm-hmm. rewards that you seek. Because anything that has value is going to demand more out of you, not less. And you absolutely, know what? I'm hearing somebody basically who's on that path. And that's great, man. That's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. What I wanted to ask you was in the process of, you know, just you and uh, because you've never made qualms about it uh, because marketing has become like your baby. It's something you live and breathe marketing. And mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, why did you pivot there? Why did you choose marketing exactly? And for those of us, because I'm, I'm very good at really dumb questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do can you simplify for us? I know, like, you know, talking to an expert, I know you're going to go like, you know, okay, put out the Excel sheet and the whiteboard, but what can we define as marketing? What can we define as marketing? To me, marketing is communication. It's basically the bridge between a product and an audience. Okay. And it does, you know, it's also very broad because, you know, public relations is part of marketing. Advertising is part of marketing. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's, it's super, super broad, but mm-hmm. if I were to simplify it is basically the bridge between the product or service to its audience, right? Okay. So I chose this because of the communication and creative aspect of it, mm-hmm. because it allowed me to communicate. It allowed me to be almost as creative as I am when I write music, when I play music. 
and also it allows me to even include music and film, which actually I'm also, I'm as passionate about film as I am about music. A lot of people don't know that, but I am. And, and it allows me to kind of explore both sides. And when I went to college and I had to choose my major, because when I went to college, I went to business school. I had no idea I was going to do marketing at the time. I, I well, you know, my first semester I decided, but still, when I went into the school, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to business school. And just like a lot of people, you know, from Haiti, you know, especially if your parents are in business, you go to school in the States, you study business, you come back and you take over the business and stuff like go. that, which is usually what the pattern looks like. But um, I went in there with the same mindset. But in 2003, when I graduated and I stayed here for about a year, you know, working with um, my um, my visa, I had one year to work and I guess to train within the field that I studied, um, I had to go back to Haiti. But at the time, Haiti was terrible. But if you look, if you compare it to today, maybe it Whoa. was probably very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, I made the decision to stay here in the States. And I went back to school, actually. And actually, I went back to school to study music business because that was, gonna be, that was the only way for me to, to stay here legally. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to be a professional student. I went back to school. I studied music business. So I, I ended up staying, still uh, um, studying music, but not music, the, 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 the theoretical uh, part of music, more about the business side of music. Management, so I can understand. No, management, PR exactly. and stuff. Okay. Exactly. So I studied that. And then after that, I still didn't have my green card. And I went back to school again. And I got, I studied film production. That's when I really got, fell in love with film. So to answer your question as to why I picked marketing is because if you look at the pattern here, I pick things that allow me to be as creative as possible. And that's what marketing gave me within that. a business school. Very first class of, uh, of my minor computer information system um, was a night class. And I was about five minutes late in the, the first thing that I saw when I got into the class was that everybody was, you know, apparently were, were they were taking a test. So I guess it was a, an assessment test. And I walked up to the professor. He gave, he, I tried to speak to him. And I remember clearly he told me, I no say a word, you know, and he gave me a piece of paper. He's like, go take the test. So I take the test and I'm like, man, I'm not good at that stuff at all. I, I, I'm going to flunk my first, very first test for sure. Or at least he's going to know that I'm not made for this. And so, and that night class is a long three-hour class and you have a break in between. So anyway, when we're done, when we finish the test, you have a break in between. And then I went outside. I never even went back inside for the second half of the class. The <laughs> next day, <laughs> the next day, I go to my guidance counselor and I'm like, I'm not doing computer information system as my minor. I'm like, I'm going to do psychology. And then the reason why, again, is because I felt like psychology was not like a, a, you know, one plus one equals two type of science. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a science that allows you to explore the mind of, of you know, of people. And, and I said, man, that's the perfect combination for my marketing. That way I can kind of get un- un- to understand personalities better and people better so it can complement my marketing. So every choice that I've made in terms of like education has been towards more creative and less technical, more creativity. See? This is where I invite people and, you know, if you can add your two cents, I would love that. I invite mm-hmm. people to really listen to 
their inner truth. And what I mean by that is that sometimes you think that because you're going to a particular field whatsoever, that somehow it doesn't speak to you. But sometimes you'd be surprised how, you know, the different choices, as long as it speaks to something that is true to you, not your parents, not Mm -hmm. your spouse, not your boss, not your colleagues, as long as it's true to you and you're not stealing from somebody's pocket or, you know, causing harm to someone else. If it's true to you, follow that, you know? Okay, you had to pivot away from music, but hey, lo and behold, you're using music in all your campaigns, you're using video production and throughout your own curiosity and remaining true to yourself and Mm -hmm. your love of, you know, just being creative and being able to, you know, take these jumbled ideas because that's that's not easy for everyone you can have this mush of a yeah i think we're gonna have this you know i see surfers and i see teddy bears and you know (laughs) i see orange and clouds and stuff and you have to make that concrete into a you know a marketing communication form that's not for everybody and something that i'm hearing that you know you're very hungry for and that's something that you know what what can you tell people about you know what Trust in your truth. Trust in what fuels you, you know, pursue what inspires you. And I need, you know, to tell, I need you to tell people this, Jeff, that it's okay to take chances on yourself. Absolutely. It's, it's not only okay, I think it's a must because you only have one life to live. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but there's a reason for that. I mean, obviously I'm not going to tell people to go and jump off, jump off a cliff for no reason. You know, um, I, I don't do that. You know, I do a little, I can, you know, I went to uh, uh, Jacques Mel and I, I went to Bassin Bleu. Beautiful ex- uh, um, experience, man. And, and I took a few risks, you know, but I, they were calculated risks because at, at the waterfall, you know, jumping into that uh, lagoon is, was one of the best experiences I've ever done. But again, there were like three levels of, 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 that, of that jump. I went on level number one. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not going to go all the way on top and just like these kids are doing in front of me here. No way, you know, but what I mean by life is short and you have to take full advantage of it is that you have to follow your passion, you know, and I say that all the time. You have to be true to yourself. If you're not being yourself, if you're not living out your passion, I, th- I think you're going to be miserable because it, there's so many things you could do as a human being. The, the mind in itself is such a powerful thing. And if you're not putting it at least at use to what you feel is bringing value to you and the people that you care about the most, then what's the point? You know, you're not living, you know, that's, and that's where like, like on social media, I have, I have those conversations with people all the time you know, especially living here in the United States and also the, the principle of capitalism. And it's like, man, this is terrible. It's not a way to live. Like, it's not a way to live after giving birth. And then you have, as a woman, you have to go back to work, like, you know, three weeks working from home, five weeks going into the office, you know, and, and not spending time with your, 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 your son, your daughter. And not only that, doing something that you're not passionate about, you know, what's, what sense does that make? You know, I've, I think it's, that part is, is dangerous. And I've taken so many chances and risks, and I'm not afraid to say it. Like, I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I'm, and I'm still you know, not making the amount of money that I, I know that I'm supposed to be making as a professional. The past six years, I've, I've, I've built, you know, a company that's, you know, that's been sustainable, that's been growing, you know, uh, I'm, and, and I'm grateful for that on a yearly basis. But still, you know, I, I don't see it as like, man, I'm 40 years old. I'm, I'm still not, you know, being able, I'm not making it. I, I, I'm happy. 
I'm happy. I think, you know, my family is happy. My kids are extremely happy. My wife, I, I love what I do. And I know, like you said in the beginning, it's just about that million dollar account that will change everything. But it's not overnight success. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden you got a million dollar account and then you got lucky. No, it's because of the years that I spent being patient, crafting my, my, my uh, or, or putting time into, into my craft and, and being passionate about what I do and taking the risks. Because, yeah, honestly, I could get a job right now that pays me four times the amount that I'm getting paid right now. And I'm not even exaggerating because I have the experience and I have the knowledge. I think, you know, people trust me. And, and usually when I'm in this situation, I'm able to, to do very well. But that's not what I want, you know, and I'm not going to stop until I get it. And some people, some people might see like, man, Jeff, you know, there's going to be a time where you're going to be like, hey, you're going to have to maybe just give up and just take that job and have provides you no know, financial security for your family. That's, that's, that's a valid point. But I'm so close that I'm like, you know what? No, like, you know, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm passionate about it again. And that's, I'm going to let my passion drive me. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be who I'm going to be. If I die tomorrow, then I'll die trying, you know, and that's, that's, that's my model. There you go. Because, and I know you know this because again, we're leveling on the same frequency. You understand what I'm going to say. Is this the fact that these, um, comments let me call them comments i'm not going to call them critiques uh but these mm -hmm. comments that we get from our median environment are often going to come up and they're not going to stop and the more your success is going to grow the more you're going to pursue into your journey the more you're going to be true into yourself and people need to hear this and people need to understand that you know you're going to get more critiques and you're going to get more naysayers not less and you know what you need to be ready for that because success is going to cost you And it's going to cost you friendships. It's going to cost you relationships. It's going to cost you opportunities. Mm. It's going to cost you time. And I would like you to speak on that because sometimes it's not easy because those critiques come from people who are friends, people who are close to you. Those kind of critiques come from family who want you to give up. It's like, hey, go do the safe thing. Like, are you crazy? You have a wife, you have a kid. Like, you know, like you said, you could be making more money. But as you said, you put those words in. I didn't even have to pull it out of you. That's not what you want. And if I have to put in my time, energy, resources, and money and everything that comes with it, that comes with the grind for something that I don't want, who's the idiot? Who's sacrificing what? It's like, I, can I at least be doing something that I want? And I want you to speak to those people who are on the edge and, you know, who feel like they're chained to the job, who feel like, you know, they have no other solution or opportunity. Like you said, we're not telling people to jump off a bridge, but at least you know, understand that, you know what, at least I'm doing something that makes me true to me. They need to hear that, Jeff. What can you tell them? All the naysayers. Well, you know what? I mean, when you say that, you know, obviously your immediate environment is don't take it as criticism, more of like comments. And I appreciate that. That's true. You know, and, and even if it were criticism or even if you approach it as criticism, because it, it is really, it just, There's also good criticism. I don't, I know for a fact, they don't, they don't want me to fail, you know? So that is always also part of my reasoning behind it. And the, my acceptance towards it too. It's like, I know they don't want me to fail, but it's, it's also part of our culture. A lot of times I'm talking about also the Haitian culture of playing it safe. Yeah. Be the doctor, be the lawyer, be, 
be, you know, be that because that's what we do. And don't go outside or don't go to Hollywood. You know, don't follow your dream. You're going to be an actor. Are you crazy? Like, I actually wanted to be an actor too. So I have so many things that I always wanted to do, but I just picked kind of like the middle ground. So I'm picking something that allows me to be as creative as possible, but also will keep the door open for me to maybe become a professional actor. I've written movies, for example, that I wish that I could sell or put into a production by a major production company in, in, in California or whatever, you know, but I'm not giving up on any of those dreams per se, just because of the naysayers, like you're saying, because at the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning, I, I'm by myself, you know, I feel a certain way by myself, you know, because when I say by myself, because I'm usually the first one to wake up, I'm, I'm in my own thoughts. There's nobody else is quiet. And I'm the one who has to be like, okay, am I happy today? Am I excited about what I'm going to be doing today? Am I going to be happy when my kids wake up and be able to, you know, hug and kiss them and, and have breakfast with them or, or whatever it is that I would do that morning? Or am I going to be able to do that with a smile on my face? Um, it, it's either yes or no, maybe somewhere in between, which sometimes is, is okay too. But at the end of the day, that moment when you wake up in the morning has to be a fulfillment, a fulfilling moment for you. It has to be like, man, I'm excited about what's going to happen today. And I know it's, it's, it sounds like <laughs> right out of a movie. Most people say, I'm not most of the time at five, six, seven AM, whatever time you wake up, it, you're not excited about anything. You're just like, man, I want to stay in bed. I need my but, coffee. <laughs> yeah. I need my coffee, you know, but it has to have a little bit of that. You know, it has to be, it has to have a little bit of that because if you dread the process of going to work every day, this takes a big, this takes a bigger toll on you. And whether you are a millionaire or you live, you know, as a, a, a modest, you know, middle, middle, uh, um, middle class, you know, uh, uh, family and have all the, all the things that you need, but you're, you're providing the emotion, the emotional support to your family and you're there, you're present physically mentally spiritually with your family that to me is more important than almost anything else even if i make millions and millions and i'm not and i'm never there whether i'm there physically or even mentally with my kids and i'm not gonna lie i think i still have to work a lot about that on that because i'm always working for real and i know that and my kids have told me that and that when they tell me that and my son is like five and a half now and he's like man but you're always working you know, I'm like, damn, that's so right. And that, that bothers me. So that's why I'm like, man, I'd rather do this now. And hopefully like in a couple of years, like I said earlier, that it can start to get better and I can spend less time, you know, building my team in a way where I'm going to kind of like take less time, like working and, and, and build and continue building with the team. Then I think we'll all be in a better place. But the, the naysayers, as you say, should not determine who you are and who you want to become. They're not the ones waking up in the morning by, you know, in, in your shoes, you know, putting your flip-flops or whatever and just, you know, taking your first steps every morning. You're the one doing it. So you have to be comfortable doing that. You got me so energized here. It's like, you know, you're just like, ah, you're speaking my language. I tell you, same energy, man. Same energy. 
I hate Honestly, it when this happens. I hate it when this happens every time we come on top of the hour because I could be speaking to you for like three hours, man. <laughs> Jeez. Honestly, I just broke up a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> man, no, but seriously, Jeff, um, seriously, I want to celebrate you for everything that you're doing because it's a message and a mission of truth. I hear somebody who's putting in the work, someone who's putting in the necessary hours, whether it's 10,000, whether it's 8,000, whether it's 400, you're just putting in the grind towards something that's true to you. And like I said, if you're not, you know, you're not taking money out of somebody else's pocket, you're following, you know, your own personal truth, you're being true, you know, to your wife, to your kids, you're like, you know, just putting in the work and being true to your team and waking up with that necessary drive to do good and, you know, just to feed your dream. And that's something that can only be that can only be celebrated and acknowledged for the great and awesomeness that you're putting into the world. So that's Thank something you. I really, 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 really applaud because it's something, like I said, if I can show support, if I can, you know, just keep connecting and keep creating this conversation and invite people, uh, you know, just to, you know, buy into this journey of yours, because whether it's through marketing, whether it's through launching your own enterprise, whether it's writing a book, whether it's losing weight, whether it's like, you know, putting, you know, more effort towards our personal relationships or, you know, through our parenting, we can always do better. And you know what, through examples just such as yours, you know, the journey is going to take time. The journey is going to take patience. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take resilience. It's going to take a mindset. And it's something that, you know what, it really resonates with everything we try to do here on the program. And for that, and, you know, with time, I know you're such a busy guy taking time away from your family to be with us. It's something I also want to say a very heartfelt thank you. It's It's a gem of a privilege to be able to share this journey, no matter how small. But thank you so much for being on the program, man. I really, really do appreciate it. Man, I had so much fun. I think I had more fun uh, here at, than you had on mine. I think for sure because uh, this this was awesome, man. This you definitely awakened my awesome, and uh, thank you for that, man. I literally had a lot of fun, and I know we're gonna have many, many more conversations, man. Oh, and, for uh, sure, for sure. This is not the last open invite, man. Anytime you want to be back, you know, you know, you got my number. Definitely gonna be back, you know. I know sure, that man. you've been, you know, putting in the time and listening to episodes, so you know where this is going. The last running tradition. Okay, so now it's your turn. Open, <laughs> pla- open platform, open forum. I know you prepared for this, all right? As we like to say, open platform. I always like to leave the floor up to the guests. A call to action, a kind word, a quote, a music lyric, you know, any type of inspiring, you know, next step, you know, a call to action for anyone who might be listening, who might need to hear it, to take that next step towards their next level. What can we leave the listeners with? Well, um, we can leave the listeners with, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest points here that we made here is, uh, uh, is first of all, not no regrets is living up to your, your, I guess, mistakes and, and living up to owning your mistakes and um, basically trying to get better, you know, and not only understanding them, owning them, but also get better. How can you fix them? Number two, uh, be passionate, be passionate about what you do, man. I think, and, and every single one of us on this planet has been blessed with something that some of them don't know yet. Some of them will find out in due time, but f- try to find that passion and, and, and try to, even if it's, it's not always about money. I don't, I really don't think it's about money. And, and there's a, there's, there's a guy that, you know, I think a lot of us know through the media and also because he's a hall of fame basketball player, but I always bring up his quote in saying that, He's never worked, and it's Charles Barkley. He said that I've never worked a day in my life. And when he says that, you believe him because, and the, the worst thing is that he's worked so hard at his 
basketball skills, developing his basketball skills, and even as being a, a media personality now, um, he still works hard to, to do, you know, whatever it is that he has to do and inform himself and, and, and inform the public. But for him, what this message is about, if you really, really love what you do, you'll never deal work in your life. And, and that's what I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this episode could leave people with is to try to do the best you can and, and follow your dreams and, and never give up. Really never give up. Never give up. Never give up, obviously. Man, such powerful words. Uh, time for shameless plugging. Um, where can the listeners connect with you on the interwebs, my friend? Well, right now, I just launched my website, jeffpolicard.com. That's J-E-F-F-P-O-L-I-C-A-R-D.com, which uh, the reason why I did this is because I'm also a marketing consultant, and I try to offer my clients a variety of marketing services, whether it's my own agency providing them or other agencies that I, that I partner with because I'm good at – my agency is, is specialized in social media marketing and website development and SEO. And I offer other services from other agencies as well because they specialize in other areas and I'm able to provide, you know, the best possible solutions to my clients that way. So that's the best website really right now, because from that website, you'll be able to see, you know, my podcast, you'll be able to see uh, my business, Cool Ideas Marketing, and you'll be able to see also the other, the other um, services that I provide through other agencies. I really like the website as well. First of all, uh, I really like it because it's visually pleasing. Of course, you're like, you know, you're a marketing guy. Obviously, you know what you're doing. But I like it because <laughs> it's colorful. It's dynamic. It's kooky. It has a lot of your personality in it. You know, and that's I really like. And Very that, important. That's always, in terms of a website, it really carries that authenticity. That, that uh, in terms of, you know, personal branding, I invite people to, to, uh, to check it out, jeffpolicard.com. We'll definitely link it up into the blog post uh, for this episode once it goes live. Guys, another episode. Of Awaken the Awesome in the can with my guest, Jeff Pollicard, entrepreneur, awesome dad, terrific husband, guy with a terrific energy, and definitely my kind of awesome. Definitely the type of energy that I love to have on this program, and I hope you did too. If you found any kind of resonance and you know relevance into this episode, please do share it. As you know, we try to push uh, this podcast and this mission as far as we can. So your support. And, uh, you know, your wonderful comments are always welcome. Jeff, again, thank you so much uh, for the generosity of your time. I wish you and yours nothing uh, but health and, of course, safety with everything that's going on. So stay safe. You know, as always, you're always welcome back, my friend. As always, guys, have a terrific evening. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Stay resilient. And as always, do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.